George Washington Carver, famous for his many contributions to agriculture as a chemist and inventor at the Tuskegee Institute, was born into slavery sometime in the 1860s on the farm of Moses Carver in Diamond, Missouri. From what historians can tell, Moses and his wife Susan were fond of little George, who loved to help with domestic chores. He desperately wanted an education, but when he tried to attend a nearby school, he was turned away because of the color of his skin. Kim Mayles, chairman of the board of the Carver Birthplace Association, says Neosho had to establish a school for black children in 1872 because of a law passed by the Missouri legislature following the Civil War. Saying that local schools who had sufficient numbers of African-American children must establish an educational facility. So Neosho had enough. Four years after the Neosho Colored School opened, George Washington Carver, only 10 to 12 years old, according to Mayles, walked eight miles into the unknown to seek an education. Not knowing where he's going to live, not knowing how he's going to feed himself, but he says, I'm going because there's a school there I can become educated. It was an arduous journey to go from the Carver Farm to the Neosho Colored School, according to James Heaney, superintendent of the George Washington Carver National Monument in Diamond. And not only was it arduous, he says, it was dangerous. A black man was just not safe traveling anywhere in this country, and yet he did it. He did it very boldly, very bravely. Just the fact that he left here as a kid to go down to Neosho, sure, it's only eight miles, but a lot could happen in those eight miles to a young black kid. But Carver made the journey anyway and settled for the night into the loft of a barn right next to the school. The next morning, Mariah Watkins, who lived in a house on the other side of the barn with her husband Andrew, discovered Carver in the loft. The Watkins invited Carver to live with them. Mariah was the midwife for Neosho and delivered as many as 500 children, according to males, including the famous artist Thomas Hart Benton. They never had children of their own. He says Mariah was influential in Carver's life in two ways. One, think about it, but until he left this farm, he had never really known other black people. So living with them and going to school was his first immersion into African-American society. And then secondly, she was a deeply spiritual woman. Her Christian faith was very important, and she instilled that in Carver. And matters of faith influenced him for the rest of his life. She gave him the admonition to learn all he could and then give that learning for the good of his people. Historians believe Carver attended Neosho Colored School for about a year and a half, and Mayle says it wasn't long before he knew more than the teacher, Stephen Frost. Carver left Neosho with a black family who was moving to Kansas where there was a better school he could attend. He graduated from high school in Minneapolis, Kansas, and after being turned away from a Kansas college because he was black, he was accepted at Iowa State University where he got his bachelor's and master's degrees. He was on faculty there until Booker T. Washington convinced him to go to Tuskegee Institute where he spent the rest of his career. But Carver never forgot the Neosho Colored School where his education began in a crowded space only 16 by 24 foot with as many as 60 students enrolled in a term. Years later, Carver, who started college wanting to be an artist, sketched a drawing of how he remembered the school. When the bank repossessed the site of the former Neosho Colored School in 2004, it offered to donate the property to the George Washington Carver National Monument. But federal legislation confines the monument's ownership to the Carver birth site only. So the bank donated the property to the Carver Birthplace Association, the monument's friends group. On it sat a dilapidated house. It was a slumlord's rental house for decades and decades and decades. The Carver Birthplace Association needed to decide what to do with the building. CBA said, what are we going to do with this junky house? 
And somebody said, well, let's tear it down. We'll make a park. Literally, we had a demolition crew with bulldozers, backhoes, and what have you scheduled for the next week. And the park service said, before you do that, let's just let it, us examine the property. And they came down, and within a few hours, they determined, this is the school. We were going <laughs> to knock it down. <laughs> because nobody had any idea that that was the Neosho Color School. Al O'Brien, a National Park Service historical archaeologist based in St. Louis, made the discovery. According to Mails, O'Brien described it as the greatest discovery of his career. A crew from Historicorps spent three weeks in 2016 stripping away layers of cheap material that had been added to the structure over the years and removing an addition to the back. And then they were done, and it was nothing short of breathtaking. It was an exciting time when we finished that three-week project and we were able to take Farber's drawing and set it side by side with what we've got. The uncovered schoolhouse and Carver's drawing were remarkably identical. The CBA has been working to raise money to restore the school, which taught black students ranging in age from 5 to 26 from 1872 to 1891. So far, they've moved the structure into the backyard, poured a concrete foundation since a dry-stacked native rock foundation had crumbled and settled into the ground, and moved the school back onto its original footprint. They've also done a lot of work to make the building structurally sound and will soon put a new roof on it. The National Park Service has put up interpretive signs, and visitors can tune to 88.5 FM to hear the story of Carver and the Neosho Colored School. Mayles thinks another $100,000 will allow CBA to finish the project, and ultimately... We hope that it, 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 as much as possible, looks like what it did the day young Carver walked here and encountered it for the first time. And it's our dream to, in partnership with the Park Service at the George Washington Carver National Monument, to provide interpretive programs to the public and to have school children from all around the area come and bring their classes. He hopes they can finish the project by 2022, 150 years after the Neosho Colored School opened. For KSMU and the Sense of Place series, I'm Michelle Skaliski.